Another great episode of Mystery of Parenthood coming up. If you like what you hear, go to redsearadio.org, click on the donate button, and become a monthly sustaining member. Please support us. Thank you, and God bless. All right. You know what that means, as I always say. You're listening to Mystery of Parenthood, and I'm very excited that uh, I got Thaddeus and Stephanie in here. Both of my uh, people in this <laughs> on this show are both here, so you won't have to listen to me as much. Um, all your people here. Trey. All my peeps. but uh, Well, not all of them, but... For the show, all that matter. <laughs> so, uh, anyway, we should do a show where we get all your kids in here. Oh, that would Lord. be dangerous. With the two of you, tell some <laughs> tell some stories about the two of y'all. Tell that could we stories. could do a whole like three or four months on that. I'm sure, <laughs> but we could do a. This is what they said that they did. <laughs> exactly. And then the kids this say this the, is reality. Yeah, this was the theory. Right. Right. <laughs> exactly. Right. Here's the practice. Here's how the principles a, translated into reality. Into reality. That'd be a, that'd be a fun show. Well, it, well, this this show will have bits of it from our end and uh, <laughs> the theories. The theories. So anyway, we'll start with with our prayer, Steph. Thanks. With the Father and the Son and the, the Holy, Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Lord God, from you every family in heaven and on earth takes its name. Father, you are love and life through your Son Jesus Christ, born of woman. And through the Holy Spirit, the fountain of divine charity, grant that every family on earth may become for each successive generation a true shrine of life and love. Grant that your grace may guide the thoughts and actions of husbands and wives for the good of their families and of all the families in the world. Grant that the young may find in the family solid support for their human dignity and for their growth in truth and love. And grant that love, strengthened by the grace of the sacrament of marriage, may prove mightier than all the weaknesses and trials through which our families sometimes pass. Through the intercession of the Holy Family of Nazareth, grant that the Church may fruitfully carry out her worldwide mission in and through our families. We ask this of you, who is life, truth, and love, with the Son and the Holy Spirit, Holy Family of Nazareth. Pray for us. St. John Paul II. Pray Pray for for us. us. In the, name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. All right. All right. Yeah. So actually it's kind of interesting that you said that because because what we're going to talk about is at least some of the content or at least some of the questions that were that were brought up. Um as I was interviewed I'm guessing six weeks ago, I don't know, for the Catholic Dad show, which anybody out there wants um it, it's Matt Rice and Chris Bartlett, and so two there's never the fun, a dull moment. Two, 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 two of the yeah, funnier guys, yeah. guys that I know. <laughs> Very solid. And how dare I mean? And I didn't even get to. You know, I had the interview, and it was just me and Matt. And then they they show it, and then they spend the last fifteen twenty minutes making fun of me. So, <laughs> Ouch! <laughs> no, I mean commenting and and. Um, and making fun, but but uh, it, the Catholic Dad Show I was on. They're interviewing a number. I think they've got a few other ones coming. Um, as what 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 did what did he call me? His old old old, old dad, dad friend, friend guy. Yes. <laughs> you know. Yeah, Trey got a, several texts after that yeah. show. Thanks for being my old well, dad friend. <laughs> yeah. So apparently, um, it's good to have old dad friend guys. But um, but anyway, so it, it was a. Uh, I'm, it was, it, I think it doesn't even have my name on it. Now it looks like it's the, and, and again, I'm I'm embarrassed to say it, but it's the um, Catholic Dads of Genius, the banker. <laughs> it's the oh title. So I am a banker, not a genius. <laughs> but, uh, but anyway, um, so I thought, I thought there was some, several really good points. One of them was, and I think it's like anything else that you do. Especially something you're kind of engulfed in that the days rolling and you're always involved in it. the The idea of well, so what's your goal? I mean, as a you know, as Catholic a Catholic parent, what 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 is what are you trying to accomplish through your Catholic parenthood? 
And I think the obvious que- the obvious answer to that is well, we want to get ourselves and our children to heaven. But to leave it at, I mean, that, that's, you know, so sacraments, teach them the faith, lead them to faith in Christ, you know, all, all of that is essential. But, but one of the things that I remember Stephanie and I um, talking about, and I think it was because maybe it was the Ezos, I can't remember where we got the idea, but now that we're kind of living it, I think it's worth saying that the end, the end, albeit for certainly get, let's get everybody to heaven. But in, in the interim, while we're on this planet, um, to raise somebody that you're going to end up being friends with, <laughs> that, that somebody that you respect, somebody that you look for their opinion, some, somebody that you want to hear from when you're going through a struggle, that you want to share something with when you're excited, all of that. I mean, and... That you want praying for you. <laughs> that you want praying for you, exactly. And somebody enjoy being around. And it's, I think that at least at some point that that's kind of where we started. And as I look back, I'm like, you know, I now I would consider my, they're almost there. That doesn't mean you're a friend while you're, while you're parenting. No, I was just about to clarify. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> I mean, I, and uh, right. I yes, mean, yes, well, yes. That's a big struggle. I think, um, you know. Especially now, too, with social media, I think that's kind of blurred some lines as well, because like you, you know, you want to be friends with them on all these social media sites so that you can kind of. You're called a friend. Yes, yes. But you're still, you know, towing that parental, the parental line, you know. Um, Right. And and it's it's funny, I think even as um, as much as I would consider our oldest, who are 25 and 26 now, um friends, they're still, you know, they'll that, always be children. Yeah. They'll always be your children. But, and, I, but I do find myself asking <clears throat> for prayers. I'll, I'll get opinions from them on, on what do you think about this or, and they'll, and it's, so they'll always be your children. Um, and you'll always be their parent. So, so I guess clarifying, it's not a friend like, you know, buddy, buddy to that you know, that in that way, but it's a friend, like in the deepest sense of friendship, like I care about you and you care about me and I'm looking out for your best interest and, and you'll look out for my best interest. And if you think I'm headed down the wrong path or not handling something appropriately, you can lovingly, you know, at 25, 26 to a parent, you, I think you should be able to respectfully, hey, <laughs> you know, this is a problem or you ought to do this or whatever. And um, I think that's a great end in the short term in, you know, in the context of eternity. I mean, Mm -hmm. in the short term is to have that. Of our earthly existence. Right. I think that was something. Raising good humans, you know. (laughs) Yeah. And and you want want somebody who you respect, who, who works hard at their job, who's good at it, but who has the right perspective, the right Catholic worldview. You know, people that would be that I like. I mean, I have friends that maybe don't fit that category, but my best friends, the people that I'm closest to, are people like that because we at least share kind of a common view of what's out there. Yeah, thanks for saying that about me, Trey. I appreciate that. <laughs> no, I'm, just kidding, I'm just kidding, dude. Of course, I'm just joking. No, just joking. Not joking. Um, I, I like what y'all are saying because um, I've heard you say that before. I I definitely agree with it. I think it's a really good perspective on on the future and what you're it's a, it's a practical way of keeping your eye on the ball for what you're, what you're trying to do. And, um, I would say that we, we are getting some little, little flashes of that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now you with do. our, absolutely mm-hmm. with our two oldest ones. Um, and so that's good that maybe, you know, maybe we are, yeah. we're doing okay. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. they were concerned. But we can't rest on our laurels. Well, no, well, you know, I mean, it's never, never. It's always can. a work. No. It's always a work in progress. It's just, it's just like your, it's your spiritual journey. <laughs> there's yeah, no rest for the right. weary. That's right. But you, you catch glimpses, and I think there's a point at which. I mean, there's times when I've called. I mean, I'm I, the same thing with my my dad. My dad will call me for thoughts on things. You know, he's still dad, but there's a. I guess a respect and a and a, at least a f- feel of a f- friendship. Somebody who you know 
cares about you, loves you and, and wants the best for you. And, um, so anyway, I, I thought that was interesting. So how, you know, how do you do that? Um, well, I think you, you keep that end in mind. I mean, what kind of characteristics do you like in the people, you know, so a Catholic world, so part of that is you're, you're teaching them the faith. Um, so you want them to understand that. Um, I think that part of it is um, delivering a truth and grace. And that was something I, you know, delivering truth with grace. And I told, you know, I told some of the stories about how, you know, we did that. We needed, we needed, our, I want, I want them to understand what it means to be truthful in a graceful way. Right. And that's what a parent should. We should be trying. I mean, that's what I want a friend who's truthful, grace, gracefully, because truth, raw truth hurts raw truth, you know, <laughs> but, but I think that's why a lot of people will shy away from truth um, because they're afraid it's going to hurt somebody's feelings, which it might, but there's a way to deliver that. I think that um, it's truthful. So I don't know if, um, I, I mean, I, what I remember what I always tell the story and what came up in that show was, you know, the time that, that I ended up, and I know I've told it on here before with Colby playing <laughs> on, playing on the, uh, on ended up playing on my football team, which I was not planning on being the baseball. The, no, it was, it was football. It was, oh, the, was, it? It was city, yeah, city league because oh, they had me, I wasn't going to coach. They, the, the city league, you know, has you fill out like, how often do you throw with them? Um, what kind of athlete is he? Is, you know, what's his speed like? And well, you know, I had filled it out and I was like, well, he's slow. So, but I had thought I was sending that off to somebody never for him to know it was the truth and, and, and hand it off. And they call and say, hey, could you actually take a team? It'll squeeze the numbers down. So here are your sheets. And they're just sitting on the kitchen table. And then I just hear, I can remember here, Colby's probably 10, maybe 11. And he goes, who says I'm slow? <laughs> who filled this out? <laughs> who filled this out? <laughs> and of course, my oldest son, who's probably 15 or 16 at that time, goes, well, who do you think filled it out? <laughs> Dad. And by the way, you are slow. So maybe not the most uh, charitable from from the standpoint of the way the older brother delivered it. Um, and But I think the way... I was like, I didn't, you know, I didn't back down from it. I didn't say, I mean, you are kind of slow. I mean, you don't have to stay slow. Um, if you want to work at it, then then let's figure out how to do it. And he went and found twice the speed, not not an advertisement for it, but <laughs> but but an online guy that was that would help him do it. And so he. Um, he subscribed, yeah. He, he subscribed. subscribed we it. paid for it. You know, it was like maybe sixty bucks a year or something. It was some small amount, and he, I mean, all the way up through high school. So that's like fifth, sixth grade, maybe, <laughs> and all the way up through high school, he was faithful to doing that which he received from us freely and something he couldn't have gotten himself. And I, and I, and like I said, you know, if we're, if the mystery of parenthood is we're meant to kind of deliver the way God delivers, he, he, he's not afraid of the truth. He is the truth, but he's also provides you with the opportunity to respond to the grace. So I, you know, and of course he did great. He was faithful, ended up being, you know, even running track up through middle school and being one of the faster guys. Um, and, Played running back, started running back for two years at at uh, College Station High School, and I mean, you can't be real slow <laughs> and play running back at that that school. Um, probably not the fastest of the running backs that have ever been there. <laughs> He's related to me. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I don't know, but I, <clears throat> but I think that those are things that I think you know. We talked about American Idol, right? I mean, you remember watching American mm -hmm, Idol mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. the fact that we would point out, look what truth looks like when it's just delivered by itself. And if you ever want to do that, you know, Simon Cowell was notorious for 
There was some brutal truth from that man. Right. It was absolute <laughs> truth, but it was just delivered. Not in love. Not in love. <laughs> well, there was no relationship there. And I think that's what yeah, establishes the truth and love, you know, um, right, that's true. with parents and, you know, um, is that there is that relationship and hopefully your children know that you want the best for them. And so you're being honest with them because maybe something isn't their gift or, you know, you see another gift that they, that you really think they should work on and foster or, um, but yeah, it's been neat to hear I, kind of on that same end. I heard, I was talking to one of the other kids the other day and we were just talking about relationships and he's kind of having some struggles with a relationship. And he said, yeah, there's just like, there's no communication. And he said, you know, in our family, we communicated, like we talked, yeah. like, I, I, you know, we never went to bed angry at each other. And I was like, Oh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know, you hear I, I stuff. wish I'd heard that. I that know. First, you, yeah. you, you hear that kind of stuff from your kids. This is our 20, almost 22 and a half year old. And so, um, you know, to hear, you know, the things that you said over and over, you know, we're not going to bed angry at each other. We're not, you know, blah, blah, blah. I mean, you know, some of the things that you feel like sometimes you're, you're you know, you're saying and the kids are hearing, wah, 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 you know, <laughs> like the Charlie Brown show, you know. So to hear them um, talking about those are, that now those are important characteristics for their foundation and friendships and relationships um, is pretty beautiful. Yeah, that's really cool. I, I hadn't I hadn't heard that. I mean, that's you're, I mean, you're sharing that for the first time. But that's that's great because that was something. It just happened a couple of days ago. Not, okay. not two months ago. Well, I mean, your show. I mean, uh, <laughs> that yeah. you did that I didn't know you did. <laughs> so there. So there. <laughs> but, <laughs> but 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 it is cool when you hear. Because there were just things that we said, like we're not going to go to bed angry with one another. That was that was. We, we don't have to agree with one another. We don't even have to like one another and go to bed. But 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 what we're going to do is love one another enough to say we'll go. Now my mom, to a fault, you know, drilled that into my head to where I still have issues with <laughs> with uh, you know. You never know when you're going to see somebody you know, for the last time. So you always want it to be, I love you, even if you don't feel like you love somebody. So at night when you go to bed, it should be, I disagree, might be a little angry, mm -hmm. but I love you. And good night. We'll talk about this tomorrow. <laughs> and um, and, I, and so I think that that's cool that, that he heard that, mm -hmm. but that was something that was there. And a lot of it's caught and taught. I don't, I don't know if like there's a list of things, this is what we do yeah but i don't want a friend that holds a grudge i don't want a friend who who you know will hold back from delivering what they're feeling or where they are or how how that has impacted them negatively or whatever and so i mean that's just one way that i think i don't think we said hey when we raise kids when they're friends i don't want them to hold back something when they have something to say but i certainly do believe that well, I guess we're raising people the way we would treat friends. I mean, we would want to treat our best friends, even though they're not friends. I mean, you're going to give them if they ask for it. And because you're in a position of authority, if you see something in them that needs a change or needs to be addressed or whatever, um, you need to go ahead and handle it um, and let them know, but always with grace, meaning don't just deliver it like you're slow. I mean, I think you've got to deliver truth with grace. You're slow, but you could be an offensive lineman. Maybe you're not supposed to be a running back. That, that's one option. Maybe you're not supposed to play sports. Maybe you're meant to be an actor <laughs> or a doctor or something. I mean, there's different ways to to approach that. Um, but But you always want to give them out. Maybe that's not your gift. You have you have other gifts. Have you thought about this? You know th those type of things are the way you deliver a message lovingly. I mean, American Idol I thought was a perfect way to show when a parent's not honest with a child about something that everybody knows is true. 
You know, that's that's what I always loved was not loved. It was sad. Somebody got on the you know gets on the air and they they're awful. I mean, you everybody's heard how awful they are, and the judges deliver with just cutting <laughs> how awful they are. And then they walk out, and the parent, they're following the parent out with the child who's there, and the parent's going, they don't know what they're talking about. You're going to be great. You know, they're all going to regret this. You're going to have an album. I mean, and you're going, no, they're not. <laughs> I mean, they're not even redeemable. They're so awful. And and we would look at our kids and say, w- w- so is that a loving thing for a parent to do? I mean, is that the loving thing to do? Would you want us to do that so that you go back out there and make a fool of yourself? And they always say no. And I said, so we'll, we're going to give you the truth, but then we're always going to point to, well, you can work at it. I mean, that happened with Madison, right? I mean, mm-hmm. early on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, same same kind of situation. Um, you know, a, a, a failure of, of a tryout, and, and we were at a crossroads. It's like, okay, well, are you, you know, you can... I mean, we had our good cry and, you know, we were sad. And then it was like, okay, what are we going to, like, what are we going to do? Like, we're here, we're journeying with you, we're walking alongside of you, can't do this for you. Like, you have to decide, do you want to go, do you want to quit? I mean, you can quit and try something else. I mean, it's end of the year, you're not middle of the year. You can, you know, decide to try something else or you can go to your teacher and say, what do I need to work on? And and that's what she did, and right. And the rest so, is history. And, and that the, I mean, but so in doing that, you're 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 raising somebody that, when they experience a failure, mm-hmm. or receive a truth that is something that they don't like about themselves, then what what they need to know, what a good friend does, is come up alongside them and say, "Hey, here are your options. I mean, this is where, like you said, this is where you are now." how can I help you? <laughs> and I think that's the way, that's the way God is. I mean, I think God's that way. I mean, you, you'll get it, but it's always, he's always going to provide you an opportunity, some other direction as you go through and, and they need to experience that from us, you know? So, um, anyway. And, and I don't think we, like you said, I don't think we kind of sat down and, um, made this list. I mean, you know, you have certain virtues that obviously, right. you know, um, but I think just as, um, uh, as time unfolded, um, it was just that purposeful, intentional, you know, right. um, communication. It was communication between me. I was blessed to be home with the kids. And so being able to talk to you and see, you know, I'm kind of seeing this in this one or, you see, you know, am I seeing this right? Or, I mean, you know, it's just a constant, um, it's a constant journey. I mean, it's really, really a constant journey of, um, of being involved in their, you know, in, in, in the depths of their lives and, and, um, and being, being intentional and communicating and paying attention to what's going on in their life. What, what Mm -hmm. happens and how do you, how do you do that? And it's so hard. I mean, it's not, it's it's not easy. <laughs> no, it's not. I mean, it's, but it but it's super rewarding. It is, and 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 I think you've got to look as a parent when something comes up. Okay, they're a young child. This may be their first experience of this of learning something about themselves that they don't like, or don't want, or failing at something that they really want, and and so I think that take those opportunities to say, okay, how would I want them when they're 25 or 30 to handle this? So how can we help them handle this today? So go talk to your dance person, you know, go, go get some help, you know, whatever, but, but that they don't wallow in it, so to speak. And woe is me that the next step is, okay, this is it. So what are you going to do? I mean, what's or blame others or blame oh, others. Yeah. <laughs> Take you know, that responsibility we're not gonna... for your actions. Right. Or, <laughs> you know, and sometimes we said more than enough, you know, and we point at the cross and we'll say, hey, listen, sometimes life's not fair. You may be better than the person that made <laughs> that made. Maybe you did. But the reality is you didn't make it. So you can say it's unfair. They don't know what they're talking about. And again, it's always pointing. It's not you always want 
I, I always want a person that's willing to point back at themselves and say, what do I need to do to help do this? That's what I love. I mean, Kobe Bryant, I saw interviewed once, and he was he had just you know been drafted, 18-year-old, best player, and he doesn't start. And all his friends are like, you need to get out of there. That guy doesn't know what he's talking about. You're the best player to ever play. And he, I don't remember where he got, but he came to say, if I can't beat the guy that I'm against here, that I'm not the greatest. So I'm going to stay right here mm-hmm. and do everything that I have to do. You don't hear that much anymore. Um, but the reason he was so great was because that was something that he said, I'm not going to bail just because somebody doesn't see it. And I'm not going to listen to all those voices that are saying, it's not your fault. It's the coach's fault. It's this person's fault. It's the situation's fault. It's not your fault. And the reality is maybe it's not your fault. But what do you want to do about it? So I think you're just raising, I mean, you're looking out and saying, okay, what experiences are my kids going through in this in their life that is an opportunity to train them so yeah. that when they experience it, which they probably will, in the future, how would you want them to handle it? And then you coach and counsel through them. So anyway, I don't know. Did you, I, we jumped the middle. Uh, no, I was just going to add that several times, you know, often Robin and I, when, when we're talking to our children about, especially how they interact with one, with one another, how they speak to one another and how they resolve conflicts with one another, you know, you'll, an example that comes to mind is when the um, aggrieved party (laughs) responds to the apology with, oh, that's fine. (laughs) Or no, it's okay. It's okay. It's It's no big deal. Right. We'll stop him and we'll say, okay, folks, you cannot, you don't want to get into those patterns of um, communication Mm -hmm. and of resolving hurts and that's a wounds mm-hmm. great point mm-hmm. because you're laying down not only patterns in your sibling relationship with each other but you're already starting a pattern of that's how you're going to resolve conflict and hurt with your spouse right mm-hmm. and you don't want to you don't want to be in that mode with with your spouse you got to not go to bed angry at each other mm-hmm. so you got to be honest with with each other if mm-hmm. You know, somebody, somebody's apology isn't sufficient and you need, you need to hear more. You need to talk about it more. Mm -hmm. And you don't, you know, you can't say that something's okay when deep down in your heart, you feel like it's it's not okay because Mm -hmm. it's going to stay there. Mm -hmm. And then the next time there's something that happens between the two of you, you're going to lash out or you're going to respond from that old hurt that Mm -hmm. is still left behind and hasn't been worked Mm -hmm. out. And so, you know, that's, that's an example of how I think we're, we're kind of treading some of the same ground that y'all are, are mm-hmm, talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because then you deal with an avalanche versus a snowball. Right. Know. And, and those, those are, I think it's important to teach them because it sounds very easy. I mean, it sounds mm-hmm. little to say, well, it's, it's okay. I mean, the reality is, is that, you know, we made, like, particularly if somebody... I mean, we we made a distinction between when do you ask for forgiveness and when do you right. say you're sorry. Right. You've said that, yeah. And mm-hmm. you know that that sorry is an accident. I mean, mm-hmm. I, you know, I didn't intend it, didn't see it coming, and what I, what happened hurt you, or whatever. That's a sorry. A please forgive me is, you know, I could have made it better and I didn't. You know, either by negligence or by just flat out, I I chose to do something that that impacted you negatively. That's a forgive me, and or I mean, I, it doesn't mean I chose it. It means I I did it willfully. I I went beyond. I, I should have caught myself, but I didn't because I was angry or whatever. And so even with my kids, you know, now I'll have said something. I mean, it, it happens. I mean, we had an we had a discussion, you know, the other night when everybody was home that kind of devolved at least a little bit into you know kind of a. It wasn't a yelling match, but I mean, there were, it was just tense, and mm-hmm. and and um, and so I went because I I'd said something at least I thought that might have offended Kennedy, and Kennedy was like, "That's oh, okay," and I'm like, "Okay, here's what I said." I mean, I, I I named it, and I think so. That's what the church 
is that's a way you want a friend that'll name this bothered me about what you did. Name it. claim it. And then the other person goes, yeah. So I went and actually said, well, I said this and I know I didn't really mean that. It came out that way. This is what I meant when I said that to try to define it. And it, it hurt, it hurt you. I could tell it hurt you. And for that, will you please forgive me? I wasn't making excuses for what I said, but I was trying to refine his understanding of what I meant by what I said. Mm-hmm. That's the kind of stuff. Yeah, because it's, I mean, it's participating in difficult conversations. I mean, no one, I don't know anybody who likes confrontation, like confrontation in a true sense of lovingly trying to resolve something. Yeah, it's not. It's hard. Right. It's hard. It's uncomfortable. It's, you know, it's okay. It's okay. Just let's get, let's stop. Let's just move on, you know. So it's, I think it, it, it helps to get kids to be able to, you know, to communicate, I mean, to have those difficult conversations and really be able to dig deep into, you know, their feelings and emotions. And like you say, you know, Thaddeus, not have, because things do, we, we, we do love to suppress and not deal with. And, and I think that those just eventually come back to. Right. I think, that, I think there are <laughs> words that you can use and ways you can handle things that actually bury something that actually needs to be dealt with that will bubble up. <laughs> In the future, words like "it's okay, no problem." When, when, when you, as a person saying that, know there's still still something there, and you think that somehow time is going to make it go away. And the reality is, the next time something like that happens, it'll be a quicker trigger, and it'll bubble up more. So if you don't go back and do it, and so I think there's lots of words that end up seeking peace. By not having the conversation that needs to be had. I, mean, I can remember during struggles, even just in our family, after my mother died, and and people wanting peace, like don't don't talk about this or don't. And I'm like, you can't you can't get peace by just shoving something down underneath and hoping that it's not because it will come out at some point. It's going to come out, so it's better to just go ahead. And like you said, instead of the tidal wave or the earthquake, it's a little tremor, you know, and you deal with it at that point and at least get get it on the table. So, um, but that's a great point, Thaddeus, I think. So, thank you. Um, so the se- the second question that they asked was was about like a you know a role model, a hero, somebody that I looked up to, and um, within my daddom or whatever. And I think we can all talk about that as a parent, but I don't really focus on who, who that is. It was my dad, but, 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 but what, what it was that I remember. And I think the, the most important thing I remember about my dad was even though he worked really hard, he was characterized by always being there at important moments. <laughs> even if that meant coming home and then having to go back to work. It was his availability. It was his being around, even though he was a doctor, even though it was difficult. And, and I think the other thing that's helpful when it talks about, I mean, it's part of the fact that it really is meant to be both ways. My mother was great at explaining, okay, he, you know, this is why he has to do it. He said, you know, somebody's at the hospital or whatever. And so there was, there was a support there of a, of a wife, mother, explaining for the dad but the dad wasn't using it as a cop out always and he was he was known for being around and i think that's part of you know we we we've talked about this before about you know some people talk talk about quality time mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and i think that's 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 a mistake term you really just need time <laughs> um time by itself whether it's some sort of quality time meaning like i've got something i'm doing with them versus just being with one another. Yeah. yeah. Well, and just, pre- I think that presence, you know, um, like just paying attention to the time that you do have. I mean, I'm sure I missed <laughs> right. who knows how many opportunities, but I was so thankful, you know, when sometimes those opportunities presented themselves and I was enough, 
I was enough focused and, and, and present to, you know, to say, Hey, what's, you know, what's going on? I mean, what's, you know, and I think that's even harder today than it was, you know, 25 years ago when we were, you know, parenting because there weren't as many distractions. Yeah, there's um, way more distractions. Because I, I tell you, I, I really, I find myself struggling with, you know, putting away the phone and not worrying about the computer. And, you know, I mean, goodness gracious, we've got text and emails and Facebook and Instagram and Snapchat. And I mean, it's like, and then I've got, you know, work email and click and, you know, the, the, our, our HIPAA protected, you know, texts. And I, I mean, it, it's just like, whoa. Uh, yeah. So, um, I think just, uh, you know, just the, those opportunities that you that you catch, you know, right. um, when a child says something that you could possibly just brush off. And but you take that opportunity to say, well, what, I don't know what's going on. What do you mean by that? Or, you know, kind of digging a little deeper. And it's just um, it's, what it's, a gift. Yeah. yeah, it's being it's being attentive, I think, and listening to what they're saying. And if you're busy. Well, one of two options. If, you, if you're busy and it's not something you can extract yourself from in the moment, mm-hmm. you need to extract yourself at least enough to say, hey, I, I really want, and, you know, I, I, I understand you need to talk. Can I finish this, what I'm doing right now? But then you have to, to go, go back. back. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, that's where, again, it's like the okay. You can end it. All of a sudden there's peace. You don't hear about it anymore. And you just let it go because it's not bubbling up again. As a parent, you have to do that. Even better, if it's possible, is to be busy and then make that decision. Yeah, what I'm doing, it could wait 15 minutes. So I'm going to stop and take the phone call. You want to, again, you want to build, that's why I'm sure my dad missed important things in my, in my life, but because he was characterized by it, which means what? That most of the time I remember him being around. It wasn't like the most of the time I remember him not being around. Same thing with us. We want to be characterized by, well, they'll, they'll listen. They'll take my phone call. If they've got a problem, they'll, they'll stop what they're doing, generally speaking. It's kind of like saying, I'm going to try to say yes so that when I do say no, they'll understand that that's not always my answer. I mean, the, 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 usually I'm trying to do it. So you're trying to say, what do I want to be characterized? Which is what? What you want your friends to be characterized by. You want your friends to be able to say, hey, I can't talk right now, but, but I, it sounds like you really want to talk or whatever. And so you do it. Um, so that being around and being available um, was that. And the other one that I remember, and it's even more for my grandfather, was that that idea of telling stories and, you know, God left stories in the Bible for us to kind of be able to go back and, and who doesn't love, I mean, I watched a show today for like the second or third time I'm off today. So, <laughs> because I'm like, that's a good show. I mean, a lot, I mean, and it, th- so we don't get tired if it's, if it's a good story. Trey, it, it's okay to say that you're watching old reruns of Texas football. You can tell <laughs> no. the truth. You don't have to say I was watching this show. But that is something that I, that I would watch again, but that wasn't. But, but, uh, not but, this season anyway. No, yeah, not a whole lot of good memories on this one. I have to go way back. But, uh, but, um, but bottom line is, I think that, that, so they need to know the Bible stories. Like we've talked before, you know, mm-hmm. get get the little Bible, have them know it. I, I can still hear, you know, Trevor could read before he could read because he knew the words in the little children's Bible to David and Goliath. What child, what human, I mean, doesn't want, doesn't love David and Goliath? Mm-hmm. You know, the little guy that, you know, like, what are you doing? I mean, you're going to go fight the biggest, baddest dude out there. <laughs> And, you know, this battle is the Lord's, <laughs> you know, I can hear him saying that mm-hmm. over and over. So he knows the stories and then extend that to the saints. But then I think you ultimately have to at least begin to see God's work in your own lives, even when they might have been around to experience it when they didn't know it and articulate God's intervention, God's action in your life. So that they can see that th- that this God who acted back then and who acted in the lives of the saints is acting today 
in our own lives. And sometimes you've got to connect those dots. Yeah, and I think a, a blend of that or a, an extension of what you're talking about then is also telling family stories and right. also telling, mm-hmm. you know, we, we tell the, the story often of how my wife and I met and right. fell in love and got married. And, you know, a lot of times we'll say we see God's hand in this aspect of the story. And right. that's a very real, mm-hmm. close to home truth. Mm-hmm. I mean, exa- example of exactly what's you know what you're talking about. Yeah, because I think that I think that's so important for them to, for you to make that and connect the dot to say God is acting today in our lives. Mm-hmm. We even did one time. We did a family timeline, like yeah. kind of of some big events, like in our you know, because you know we homeschooled, but and we you know, looked at historical timelines. And so it was really fun to, Trevor made to his do. birth the biggest. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Still yeah. is. Uh, uh, yeah. But uh, yeah, so it's really fun to go back and see, you know, events and be able to, you know, say, God, how did we get here? Look at the crooked path that, you know, but how we used all these experiences that we had to handle this situation. And I, I mean, mm-hmm. it's really if you've never done that, it's really we talk kind about of that a fun thing with the with the kids a lot and as a family about our house flooding in 2016 and then mm. everything that went we had to go through to you know get it repaired and how long we were out of the house and then but now what a beautiful wonderful home we have because mm. of the the you know the disaster that happened right so there's an example of God bringing good out of bad or yeah. better out of Right. Of yeah. Worse. And I yeah. think and I think that's important too, particularly to tell stories. And I remember my grandfather telling the story of when my mother and her twin were born and that, you know, they almost both of them died, his wife almost died, and he was telling stories about him being there praying. So I think it's important proper not 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 to young kids, but as they grow to to, to hear situations that or scary, or or difficult, or that that yeah, we made it through. That these type of things, I mean, not the exact same thing, but those th- type of things happen, and you can expect it that way. And it's not that God doesn't love you; it's just it's part of life, and God can use those difficulties to actually have a better impact mm-hmm. on your life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's so. I mean, it's just especially so consoling the older you get. And so when you're young, it's hard to, hard to, you know, have those tent poles of, you know, but, but older to be able to, to tell your kids, you know, kind of the, um, you know, the crooked road that got you to where you are, you know, where you are and, and, and God's hand, I think is, is so important. I, I see it so much in, in my own work, um, even with people that, that, you know, they didn't tell stories. And when you get them to talking about their lives and what they've been through, the validation and the just like, I don't even know what the word is, like just that just aha, you know, that golly, I did, you know, right. I did this. I got through this. I, you know, I was successful here. Yeah, I had a failure here, but then I came back and did this. I mean, it's, I think it's so important. We don't, you know, I, None of us. I mean, I, I definitely don't take the time as as often as I should have, I think, to just um, rest and and reflect. I mean, it's just uh, it's so, so important. It is. And, and you I mean, I, I've had them. I've seen my dad have those aha moments like it, and often it is coming when you're actually talking through something. That's why a good spiritual director actually will just let you talk because it's like as you talk, it's with the help of the Holy Spirit. It's like all, like all of a sudden. Oh wow! <laughs> now I see it, you know. And and you didn't before. You can get so busy that you never that you never change it. And 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 you need to just explain kind of the family history where you've come from and those type of things. I think also the in kind of going back to your mentor question. Um, I mean, you know, we probably all can think of you know one or two or maybe more people that really impacted our life. But I think the other important thing, especially in parenting. 
um, in our faith journey period is to be surrounded by a bunch of mentors, <laughs> right. by a bunch of people that may not be that much better off than you. Um, maybe they're even a little behind you, but, but you're all on this journey together trying to keep each other on the path to heaven. And I mean, you know, I, 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 I know we still have, you know, such good friends from those early days of marriage couple group and, you know, um, well, even, I mean, Chris Bartlett's one of those. And yeah. I still just always remember, I remember thinking, we were, we were kind of stressed out at a married couples group and we were talking about I, everything's in, you know, a mess. And, and I remember him in his young married, um, saying something that is always, he goes, well, Trey, those are the signs of life. life. I do remember that. And, yeah. and it was like just those words, it flipped a switch. And that was from a guy, I don't know, 15 years behind us, 10 years behind us. I don't, I mean, um, and, and, you know, it was so just surrounding yourself around people who have a different perspective. It's amazing how the Holy Spirit might come through somebody else just in a little statement, because I will never forget when he said that, hey, Trey, those are the signs of life. And all of a sudden, all the, well, this is bad. This is how it's, or this is all the bad stuff. And they all of a sudden in those three words change my perspective mm-hmm. in a moment. Mm-hmm. So That's it's always funny. good to be around those people. That was, that was very impactful for me as well. Yeah. yeah. So, so the last one, we yeah. just got a little bit. Um, the, the last question I thought is one that would be, would is interesting because they said, okay, so if you could go back in time to your younger parent self, what advice would you give yourself? Like one, what one piece of advice would you give yourself? I think that's a great question. Mm-hmm. Um, because I'm sure there are people where we where we are, um, and and I, 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 I mean, what came out of my mouth was relax. God's got this. You've you've got this. Be intentional, but don't be so legalistic. Legalistic. So don't be so <laughs> like I. You know, everything I do is going to either positively or negatively impact, change their world. I mean, short of short of something. <laughs> horrendous. I mean, we're going to make mistakes and we've got to remember within the context of marriage as a sacrament and parent parenthood coming flowing from that, that God's grace is, is there to help us to respond appropriately in whatever we find ourselves in. But it's also there to help the kids. I mean, Father David, Bishop David Conderlow, I mean, he used to, I don't know how many times he said, Trey, kids have risen. I can't do it. I can't do him, but kids are resilient, Trey. I mean, you're giving yourself way too much credit. <laughs> I mean, and and there's a there's some sense of that being true that you have to do your best, be attentive, know that you're going to fail at moments, be comfortable in that. Doesn't mean don't rest in it. Don't say, well, it's just me. Always be trying to challenge yourself, but ultimately, you need to have. Um, yeah, I don't think it's the mistakes. It's how you handle the mistakes that right, is exactly is the you know is the is the telling um, <laughs> the 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 telling piece. I mean, I I think um, I definitely would go back uh, to my younger parent self and chill out. I mean, just you know that does not like you said it doesn't mean don't be intentional, but it it means that. I mean, to be, to just foster that relationship with your child, it's an ongoing Mm -hmm. journey. It is a long race. It's not a sprint. (laughs) Right. And I mean, just like we are constantly being called to conversion, that's what parenting is. You're constantly teaching your children to turn away from sin and choose what's good, right, and beautiful, you know? And so it's, it's, it's a just daily trot. <laughs> right. And, and to kind of realize it's not, it, it, it doesn't reflect on your parenthood necessarily when your kids aren't everything that you want, when they're a brat <laughs> or when they do that, that, that's not, that's not a personal attack on you. In, in other words, that, that we need to expect like God expects from us, we're going to fail. Those are the opportunities to teach. They're not going to behave always the way you want them to. And the goal isn't to just have these robots that always 
that always do always what they're said because that's not reality. We as children of God don't do that. Mm. The issue is I still love you in that. The issue is I will call you out on that. The issue is I know that you might fall again. I'm still going to love you. Those are the thing those those occur because of those falls, mm-hmm. that that reality that's delivered. So we, I think I'd go back. I'd, I'd just think about this. You're mentioning is the opportunities seen as opportunities mm-hmm. to correct them, to show them mercy, to show them love, to show them doesn't matter. You're still my child. Mm-hmm. All you know those type of things. Yeah, I'm going through the the um, the Bible in a year. That's going to probably take me about two years. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Father Mike Schmitz. Um, Love it, though. But so, yeah, we are just like into that Old Testament right now. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, how stupid are these people? And then I'm like, wait, you're these people. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Exactly. But how faithful was God? I mean, he just kept giving them another chance. And that's the kind of parents. Speaking of another chance, can I get something in real quick and then I'll hand it back? Oh, absolutely. I I think I would just say... um, Go to confession more often as a family. If you go every six months, try to go every three months. If you go every three months, try to go every month. If you're going every month, try to go twice a month. Um, try to go to confession more and and connect the dots between when your when your children fail. That you know if it's if it's serious enough or grave enough, you know that they should go to confession and right. and cleanse themselves. And and we should be going to confession more often as as parents so that we're right being the best. Um, instruments of grace that we can be hundred percent. Yeah. Amen. So. Amen. All right. Well, yes, I just realized the clock's at one minute here. So um, let's do our verse, which is um, we're going to do um, three John chapter one, verse four. And it says, nothing gives me greater joy than to hear that my children are walking in the truth. I think Amen. we'd all like okay. to. Yeah. Yeah. I like to say that. That's a beautiful. So 3 John uh, chapter 1, verse 4. And remember, only God can help you take the mystery out of parenthood. Pray, parent with a purpose, and prepare for God to amaze you. And he will. God bless. Always. God bless. Pray for us. We'll be praying for you. Bye. From the cross to